Bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Chisme may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. Hola mi gente, feliz viernes. And happy Father's Day to all those papas out there uh, doing what you do best, being the dad, making that skrilla, taking care of your kids, cooking dinner. My dad cooks a mean dinner. I don't know what it is half the time, but I still eat it. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's Freaky Friday, and Freaky Friday is when I share a quick story or something I heard or pretty much anything I want to talk about. I hope you guys enjoyed that last episode. It was about possession. I had a few of you tell me I'm not listening because you're just as scared as I am. And I get it. I totally get it. But just keep listening to everything else and support me in that way. That would make me super happy. All right, but let's get started because I have a lot of info in this story. Now, I heard this story a long time ago. So it's a murder case. Trigger warning. If you're sensitive to murder cases or information, just a heads up. It's not that bad, I promise. Yeah, so it's a murder case. Young girls, they're about 11 years old, I think. Let's just get right into it. Let's just get right into it. So this case happened in Japan, but caught the attention of the whole world. This case impacted society and how we choose to be more careful socializing online. This is the case of Nevada Tan, or some may know it as, and please forgive my pronunciations, or it is known as the Sasebo Slashing. So on June 1st, 2004, it was just an average, normal day in Sasebo Town. People commuted to work, kids piled into the school buildings, but what no one knew was that two families' lives were about to change. Natsumi Suji and Satomi Mitari were classmates at Okubo Elementary School. They shared some classes together and played on the basketball team. Now, days before the incident occurred, the two girls had gone into an online feud. Now, back then, in 2004, social media is nowhere near what it is today. And so we would create these things called message boards where anyone there was no restrictions, could go on and you would write messages to each other. So what happened was Satomi said some nasty mean things to Natsumi. She made fun of her weight and she called her a goody good. Now the girls are around age 11 and believe me, (laughs) I remember junior high drama, okay? This girl wasn't talking to this girl, but by eighth period, they were best friends again. This girl's mad at this girl because she talked to her boyfriend, you know, stuff like that. So on the morning of June 1st, Natsumi left home with a concealed box cutter in her pocket. The morning carried out like any other, but during their lunch break, Natsumi asked Satomi to come with her to an empty classroom. Almost immediately, Natsumi lunged at the girl she once called friend, and she stabbed her in the arms multiple times with the box cutter. And then she cut Satomi's throat. The stab to the throat is what finally ended the girl's life. The creepy part, though, the creepy part was that Natsumi stayed to watch Satomi die. 
just standing there while her classmate bled out onto the floor. After she saw her breathing stop, she then proceeded to kick her really hard in the head just to make sure that she was dead. Natsumi, who was covered in blood and still holding the box cutter, returned to where everyone was gathered for lunch. At first, everyone, including the teacher, thought that she had harmed herself, but Natsumi quickly stated and wasn't afraid to hide that it wasn't her blood on her. So police were called and arrived pretty quickly. Everyone was completely shocked. Now murders never happened in Sasebo, but kids murdering kids was almost unheard of. At the scene of the crime, police noticed the shades were closed in the classroom and they found young Satomi face down lifeless on the floor. So the school actually were the ones who had to notify the parents and all they told Satomi's dad was that his daughter had been injured at school. This poor guy had recently lost his wife to cancer a few years earlier and was left to care for Satomi and her two sisters. So imagine his life is about to just fall to a million pieces. So they don't tell him until he arrives at the school that his daughter had been murdered. Now when Natsumi was arrested, she immediately showed remorse, telling police that she was sorry over and over again. She confessed right away that she committed the crime. By the time they got her to the police station, Natsumi completely shut down. She wouldn't talk or eat, which only made it even harder for police to figure out why the hell this 11-year-old girl would do what she did. So the following morning, she finally tells the police why she did it. But also at this point, the media was all over the story. People were mad and wanted Natsumi to be charged for the murder. However, because of her age, she was only known as Girl A in the media. Very little detail was given. So the police look into Natsumi's past, trying to figure out why this happened. They did find that she was having difficulties. Her grades were falling and her parents made her quit basketball. She was pressured into studying as well as participating in school activities, but Natsumi also got into something else. She was really into dark media, dark movies, and dark cartoons that were not for children of her age, but for teenagers and adults. She loved, she loved these books called Battle Royale, which were about these students trapped on an island that literally had to fight each other to be the lone survivor. Natsumi also had a past history at school. This wasn't the first time she was caught fighting with a student. And even one time, just a month before the murder, she was caught bringing a sharp object to school. It was never proven that this media or dark stuff she watched was the cause of the murder, but some would argue that it was. So as this young girl's past history is being talked about in the media, people began talking about how to restrict content to young children online. Now, a psychologist stated that it was possible Natsumi suffered from, per, forgive my pronunciation, Hikikimori syndrome, which is a syndrome where people have depression, an internet addiction, and social withdrawal. But this was never actually proven and she was never diagnosed. In September of 2004, Natsumi was forced into an institution by the courts. Even though she was never clinically diagnosed with any mental illness, it is stated that due to her young age, the court overlooked the fact that she could well be a danger to society. In the end, 
She was sentenced two years in an institution. It is stated that due to her young age, the court overlooked the fact that she could well be a danger to society. In the end, she was sentenced two years in an institution, but that was extended in 2006, another two years. The two girls would have graduated in 2005 and the school still awarded them their certificates. This caused a huge controversy because people definitely felt that Natsumi should not have received anything. But the court stated that Natsumi should have a chance to re-enter society as a proper citizen in the future. In 2008, Natsumi was released and placed under house arrest at an unknown address. Not until 2013 did she fully get released to her family who moved away to an unknown location. Natsumi continues to live as a free woman with a new identity. But something odd happened. Because the girls were minors when this case broke, it was a mystery in a sense people wanted to know who did this and how old she was. So a picture of a girl wearing a University of Nevada sweater started circulating the media. So people started calling the unknown girl at the time Nevada Tan. Tan meaning Chan, which translates to friend. People became obsessed by this young girl and what she had done. So on messaging boards in Japan, Nevada Tan was a popular topic. Cartoons were drawn of Natsumi wearing the Nevada sweater covered in blood. They turned her into a character, writing comic stories and making her look cute. It is said during this time that the University of Nevada stopped selling their sweaters because at the time they had a huge surge in sales. Which, honestly, to me, that doesn't sound bad. Whatever. <laughs> Many people have tried to find Natsumi, but have had no luck. Regardless of the weirdos out there glorifying a murderer, let's not forget that in all of this, young Satomi lost her life. I'm not sure why the court went so easy on the girl, but wherever she is today, I hope she is mentally better and remorseful of the crime she committed. Beware, y'all. She's still out there living her life just as normally as you or I. And that's the creepiest part. Gracias por escuchar y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening and don't forget, stay creepy.